This program is brought to you by P1 Australia Racing Components, the designer of the oil heat mats for dry sump tank applications. Find out more about the truths on engine oil heating at p1australia.com. You love supercars and keeping up to speed sometimes means hitting the rev limiter? Welcome to the Gates Rev Limiter Podcast. After each round, we unpack what happened. Join Andrew Clark. We've paused a fraction and got it right, and they probably still would have won the race. I mean, and yours truly, Neville Wilkinson. These are the heady days when Ford was spending megabucks for all the action, all the controversy, and sometimes a little emotion. The Gates Rev Limited Supercars Podcast. Subscribe now on Apple, Spotify, or where you listen to them. Thunder Media. Hi, I'm Chas Mostert. Hi, I'm Shane Van Gisbergen. And you're listening to Inside Supercars. From the racetracks across Australia, and here's Inside Supercars. The Peter Brock Trophy is about to go on tour around Australia. But before it does, it's been halfway around the world. We find out from Mitch Robinson how he looked after it in the United States of America and took it to one of the biggest motor racing events that is staged each year. Yeah, it was it was actually quite simple <laughs> to be honest. It was uh, fortunately I've you know being from Indy, know a lot of people from the IndyCar paddock and the Indianapolis Motor Speedway and Mitch Robinson and the Peter Bock Trophy coming up on this edition of Inside Supercars. And it starts now. Well, Mitch Robinson's changed jobs over the off-season, now with supercars, and, well, you managed to turn a family holiday into a working holiday where you got the opportunity to take the Peter Brock Trophy to the United States. How did that all come about? Uh, it was... Yeah, it was a bit of an interesting one. We were just in Tasmania the weekend before, and we had the trophy there with us. And honestly, an idea just came up halfway through the weekend of, oh, I'm getting on a plane next week, and I'm going to a big car race as well. So why not take uh, our big Holy Grail with us? And uh, yeah, got the okay from the people higher up. And yeah, just went for a little run with it on holiday and took some cool places as well. It was, uh, it was interesting. It's a bit of spur of the moment, but it uh, came out pretty cool. You went to the Indy 500, you got the photo with the Borg Warner Trophy, you had um, Scott McLaughlin talk about holding it again and being reunited with it again. What was the logistics like of that? I guess the guy who owns the Indianapolis Motor Speedway sort of understands what the Peter Brock Trophy is. Yeah, it was it was actually quite simple, <laughs> to be honest. It was uh, fortunately I've you know being from Indy, know a lot of people from the IndyCar paddock and the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, and actually with the with the Borg Warner Trophy that lives in the Hall of Fame Museum, that's technically separate from the Speedway itself. So it was actually getting in touch with the museum folks to just organize a time, and it was uh, yeah very short notice sort of thing, saying hey, can I bring it by this afternoon? And uh, fortunately the you know. The people over there in the the American racing public um, you know, or industry have a really strong appreciation for the event, and so when we said, you know, we have the Bathurst 1000 trophy with us, can we bring it over with the Indy 500 trophy? They're all for it. So it was uh, it was really cool. Uh, getting to you know reunite it with Scott was nice as well. It was uh, you know and something that just you know we had just a few minutes with him, given how busy he was, but he was really appreciated with his time, and yeah, definitely I think enjoyed getting to hold the Peter Brock trophy again. The logistics of it, though, is you didn't travel with a camera crew, you didn't have any photographers or any other support crew, so you were basically just picking up guys who work for IMS like we have our supercar team? 
Yeah, I spoke uh, and, you know, with plenty of old colleagues from over the years. Uh, Brian Simpson uh, of Dream Digital over there looks after Scott's uh, digital content, so kept plenty in touch with him. So when we were able to catch up with them in Detroit, um, Brian was kind enough to, to work with us and provide you know, photos and vision of that. Um, he said, I'm the proviso that we look after him when he comes over to the Bathurst 1000 at some point in the future, which we certainly will. Uh, but yeah, other than that, you know, it was just uh, you know, the classic iPhone photos and had a, you know, mom and dad have a camera there as well, so I took a few snaps on those. So it's all, uh, yeah, it wasn't the big polished thing that we like to put on necessarily, but it, it all plays into this big trophy tour we have coming up later in the year uh, from between Sandown and the, and the 1000. It's uh, you know, going to be a big road show for the Peter Brock Trophy, taking it to a lot of places that it's never been before and to communities that don't get to see the trophy up close very often, uh, if at all. So it sort of fits in to take it to the other side of the world and, yeah, showcase it around some of uh, America's best uh, racing events. You mentioned being in Tassie. Was it your idea? to say well let's get it over to the states yeah to be honest it was just a, like i said spur of the moment we were just sitting around one night uh actually in one of the lovely pubs of launceston and just kicking back and talking about it and had a little light bulb and a couple of texts later it was a green light and away we went so uh fortunately when you know being a uh, virgin gold member uh you can get two travel cases and i already had one pack so it was just the second one that went with had an air tag with me so i was uh, you know able to track it across the planet so it was a little bit nervous at times but uh yeah it came out well and uh, it was pretty exciting it was it was very interesting having the peter brock trophy in mom and dad's kitchen for two weeks that's uh, that's for certain <laughs> and it was interesting because we thought maybe you were buying a seat for it and it was going to be a passenger which would also make the uh the travel even more comfortable yeah it would have uh yeah been a bit more relaxing <laughs> but uh yeah booked out flights as as anyone knows he's traveling internationally at the moment it is still um you know pretty busy going all over the world so uh, fortunately everything worked out all right um, and yeah got some pretty cool content out of it and some cool stories as well for sure. The uh, Peter Brock Trophy last time it did a tour actually was when Erebus were the holder of it for 12 months and they took it to every race meeting is it something we might see more often with getting it out and about and helping to promote the race? Uh, I'm not sure. In the, on this occasion, it's to celebrate the 60th anniversary of the, the first, what we call the first Bathurst 1000, essentially. So, um, yeah, we'll see what the future has in store. But uh, it's a cool way for us to signify the, the milestone event. And, uh, yeah, like I said, take it to communities that, that don't get to see that up close very often. And what's the pressure like of having Australia's number one trophy? Oh, uh, well, for race fans they're just walking around outside the indianapolis motor speedway they don't really think anything of it there's lots of people asking you know what the heck is this uh but when you take it to the media center at the race and you know talk to people who are familiar with the event there's a, a real appreciation for it and people that are wanting to take selfies with it so it's uh i don't know i didn't really consider it pressure i thought it was just kind of cool getting to share something that's so special to us um with people again who just don't get to see it up close and personal. Now for listeners, where can they find out more about the trophy tour? Uh, supercars.com. So we had a story go up a couple weeks ago in Townsville. Um, yeah, it will go from Sandown. We'll do some stuff at the ride date Sandown on the, the Monday following the Sandown 500. From there we go to Albury, then Wagga Wagga. We'll go to Canberra, Orange, uh, Sydney, and uh, Wollongong as well. Um, mixed up the order a little bit on those but of course all ends up at Mount Panorama the, to start the week of the Repco Bathurst 1000 so it, uh, it'll be an exciting time and yeah hopefully you know another well definitely will be another exciting race. Mitch thanks once again for joining us on Inside Supercars. Uh, no worries thanks for having me. Inside Supercars is produced by Thunder Media. Tune in next time for more or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device search Inside Supercars. 
The views expressed on Inside Supercars, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect the views of the network, Thunder Media or Sport Radio. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited. You love supercars and keeping up to speed sometimes means hitting the rev limiter? Welcome to the Gates Rev Limiter Podcast. After each round, we unpack what happened. Join Andrew Clark. Sort of paused the fraction and got it right, and they probably still would have won the race. I mean, and yours truly, Neville Wilkinson. These are the heady days when Ford was spending mega bucks for all the action, all the controversy, and sometimes a little emotion. The Gates Rev Limited Supercars Podcast. Subscribe now on Apple, Spotify, or where you listen to them.